When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi guys, Brendan here. Uh, just a quick heads up that when I hit record for this superb show with Charlie Eccleshare and Sandro, something messed up with my recording. So Callie did take over and obviously took the piss at the beginning. Uh, but the rest of the show is superb uh, with Sandro and Charlie Eccleshare. Please, if you can, donate to the, the Favela Food Fund. The link is in the description. Cheers and up the spurs. So, so this is quite funny because last last time Sandro, you were on the show, and I remember I was presenting, and um, your uh, your internet in, um, I think you were on holiday in Portugal. Or yes, you were in yes. Portugal, do you remember? And it yes. was, I, I remember you just going ah every two minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Yeah, I was in Algarve. Yeah. And this time it's Brendan, which is just beautiful. Like <laughs> well, I'll, I'll introduce everybody then. Um, Sandro, a man who needs absolutely no introduction, uh, Spurs legend. How are you, sir? Yes, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you to have me again. <laughs> no, it's an absolute, it's our pleasure to have you on. And, um, you know, I, I know there'll be loads of questions from people tonight uh, during the show who, who want to get um, the answers from the big man. So, um, or the beast. Uh, if that's what, do I call you beast or Sandro tonight? What do, what do we go with? What do you prefer? <laughs> Good stuff. And Charlie, all the way from the Athletic, how are you this evening, Charlie? You good? I'm good, yeah. How are you? I'm good. I mean, this. Uh, I, I normally host the YouTube shows, so it's not alien to me to be doing the intros, but I didn't expect Brendan to drop me in it quite like that so soon. How are, you, are we back, Bren? I hope so. Can you hear me? Sorry, guys. <laughs> Third world internet. I'm in Monte Gordo in Bahia. Like the internet here isn't known for its strength. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that now is better. Cool, cool. Yeah. So, what have I missed? Did you do the intro about the charity, or shall I do that? Not done that. You, that's your baby. You go for it, mate. Cool, perfect. Cheers again. Apologies for the technical issues. Uh, long-term listeners to the Cheese Room will know that we do have an official charity at the Cheese Room podcast, uh, which started off during COVID to help families in the Mojo do Coroa favela in Rio uh, buying food parcels. We've helped 411 families since the beginning of the project. The people—it's really great. And some of the families that we've helped have removed themselves from the list. So they've said, "Look, there are people that are in more need than we are. Uh, so please help them." So it's a really good project. Uh, so. Uh, the donation link is in uh, the YouTube description and it will be wherever you get your podcast as well, be it Spotify, Apple, it'll be in the podcast description as well. A few quid to donate would be great. We'll be matching every donation uh, and advertising revenue will go as well. So please send this to your friends to uh, uh, to get them to listen as well, because the more people that listen, uh, the bigger the donation that can be made. Uh, have you made, made intros of our guest caller? I have, yeah. Well, I, I had to. You were t- you were you having technical issues. I now I think you pulled out your mic actually. If I'm being really honest, but mm. blaming the internet, you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good between friends, right? 
Dove stuff, dove stuff. Well, um, let's start with Sanjo. Sanjo, uh, welcome back to the cheese room. And um, we know that uh, you're doing your badges uh, for your FIFA coaching qualification. How are they going? And any chance they'll be done by the summer? <laughs> mm. First of all, uh, well done for you guys to, to do this uh, great thing, uh, to put food uh, for those people that don't have uh yes it's a pleasure to to be here again with you guys so yes now i'm i'm just waiting for for doing uh i don't know how can i say uh stagio stagio like internship yeah i i have to watch uh games uh training uh this kind of uh kind of thing but the the hard the hardest I think it's done because it's uh, wow, uh, <laughs> uh, writing, uh, listening uh, is quite here in Portugal is quite difficult. It's it's heavy, you know, but it's it's good because you you learn a lot of things. How long does it? Just out of curiosity, how long is it to to get your badges from the start till the end? What, what's the duration ah, of the course? Yeah, it's it's long. Uh, for example, just uh, to get my UEFA B is like one year. Okay. Just the UEFA B. And after I have the UEFA A. And after I have the uh, Pro. <laughs> so I don't know. But uh, since that I get my UEFA B, I can start to work as an assistant. So if if the new manager wants me around i just <laughs> amazing man and charlie a welcome to the cheese room again apologies for the technical issues at the beginning uh, great to have you on uh, congratulations on on recent fatherhoods how how is everything you, you, i know you're back to work now how's it how's everything been the last six months uh yeah good thanks um yeah full on um good to be back at work um amazingly i'd say covering spurs is actually less stressful than having two kids so yeah gives you <laughs> and that is saying something no it feels like uh, coming back to work has felt like yeah really it's been really nice actually and it's uh even though i've come back obviously at a really busy time what with my first two weeks were Conte getting sacked Paratici getting the ban so uh and then didn't have my first game until everton um which was fairly eventful in the end as well so no it's it's uh it's been good and good to be back let's get into the the current state of play let's start with, start with you Sandro you, you you played in Italy obviously you played at Genoa with Romero we have some some photos there you were actually there on his debut I think I remember from yeah. our last chat yeah you, have you played against the Conte team um why do you think it didn't work out for him at Spurs uh I I think I play against him but was in uh was in uh England, yeah, when he was at Chelsea, I think. Uh, but for me, I think uh, to be to be honest, I think the way of uh, Conte is not is not our way, you know. It's not uh, the way that is Spurs like. Yeah. It, this is my opinion because uh, the way that the fans like is 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 going. Is going through. It's uh, a, a, a good game, you know. You you attack. You 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 
you passing the ball, you control. It's I don't know. Conte is a great, is amazing manager. Please, of course, everybody knows that. But for Tottenham at at this moment, yeah, for me since the beginning, I I said that it's maybe can can go wrong because the way the way just the way you know if you if mm-hmm. you take like one coach that got is attack attacking football it's can be can be good can be bad but you find the 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 the, uh, the style of of the game and uh yes i hope just now to a new coach that a new coach that wants to play the game, wants to have the ball, wants to control the game. I think the football, it's all about having fun, having fun, control, going forward. Uh, it's For me, this is my idea of football. Mm-hmm. Charlie, um, do you find it odd we sacked Conte um, but kept... The entire backroom team, uh, Stellini, Ryan Mason, obviously heading it up, but but all the backroom team are there. I mean, that's not like normal, is it? No, it is quite unusual, borderline unprecedented. I mean, it's very it's very odd in a way. Um, you have to sack a manager when it's not working, and then say, okay, so we don't think he's great, but we're going to just replace him with his number two. Mm. I mean, I think there the hope is that this late on in the season. There's not really any bedding in time. You know, normally if you bring in a new manager, you'd say, okay, we'll give you a few games or whatever, get your ideas across. But this is like a 10 game shootout uh, to try and get top four. And so I think the logic was let's try and, I don't know, yeah, keep it as it was. But it is odd to go for the con- continuity candidate when. It, you know, the, the previous guy has just sort of torched the building on his way out and has played football that was, as Sandro says, pretty uninspiring. Uh, I think the hope was that they could maintain the results, which up until yesterday had them in the top four, but without the kind of crazy volatility that Conte brought. Whether that works, we'll see. But I think it's interesting, you know, a lot of teams this season, more than ever, are sacking their managers late on in the season. And everyone's kind of muddling around trying to find out what's the best thing to do with an interim. You know, Chelsea have just gone and appointed Frank Lampard, which has raised eyebrows mm. uh, to a similar extent, albeit in a in a different way. So it is odd, but um, I think it was probably they felt it was the best option available to them because there weren't many, really. Yeah, It's a strange one because, you know, the question is, is it Conte or is it Conte's system? And Stellini is... I mean, he's been by Conte's side for however many years. Uh, you probably know that better than me, but a significant amount of time. So, you know, I think, I yeah. think it's fairly understandable, the frustration of the fans. Um, for sure. And I, and I do feel for him because I think uh, he has no real grace period. As soon as, if, if things are to go badly, let's say if Spurs lose at home to Brighton, mm. I think everyone's going to be saying, well, of course this has happened what did you expect when we just appointed the deputy of the guy who we've just sacked? So it's tough for him. You know, he's coming in on a, on slightly uneasy ground um, and probably isn't getting the kind of leeway that most new managers would. Just on, on the, the appointment as well, like they've seen with Chelsea now, they've appointed Frank Lampard today. Would 
a similar appointment for us have probably been better than Stellini. Again, we were talking in hindsight, but Harry Redknapp, for example, he's he'd very clearly come back. I think he still has maintained a good relationship with the club. But would you would you support that happening, Charlie? And then Sandra? I don't know. I think um, you know he he left Spurs over a decade ago. Um, I think a lot has changed in football since then. Um, it would be an enormous risk, and maybe it would pay off. I don't know. I get maybe the upside's higher, but I think the downside is lower. I think Stellini is a more is a safer pair of hands at this point. But I mean, bear in mind, Lampard. I can see why the comparisons are being made, but bear in mind, Lampard was managing in the Premier League this season, whereas Harry Redknapp. It's been a long time since he managed in the Premier League. You know, Lampard is a, it's considerably younger than him, and say what you like about him, you'd think his methods would be a bit more up-to-date. I mean, I love Harry Redknapp, and he did an amazing job um, you know, back in Sandro's day. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure it's an exact comparison. Sandro, do you, would you have supported yes, yes, Brendan. I completely agree with Charlie because uh, I love Harry as well. He was my, my manager. Like uh, He bought me from Brazil. He... He take me from Tottenham to QPR. I love him. He knows that. Uh, but as uh, Charlie was saying, yeah, he's a lot. He's a long time out of football. So, and you take Tottenham now is, you know, uh, trying to be in the top four. I think it's it's a better better uh, solution is stay with the. With the manager, yeah, I just brought it up in, in just in terms of the style of play. We're not enjoying the football, at least with Harry, we did enjoy it. Like that, I, I enjoyed everything about the Red Nap Rain, his, his press conference. I enjoyed him more than Pochettino with the, the press conferences and how he represented the club. It was it was swashbuckling, which is a word I love when talking about football. But um, <laughs> just going on to the the manager hunt, Charlie, you first. Do you think that with all the, the jobs that will be available over the summer, so we're looking at PSG, Real Madrid, if Ancelotti does go to Brazil, um, probably uh, at least one of the, the big teams in Italy, Juventus, Allegri's not doing very well. H- have we missed a trick by not acting quickly or is it simply a case of the big managers are biding their time and we have to sort of play the game as well? I think there is a lot of the latter there um, from conversations I'm having. What I'm being told is, you know, if you are a a man, you know, one of the managers that Spurs want, we're talking about the kind of top bracket, it makes sense for them to wait until the summer because then they know that they have the land as you're talking about, you know, which, which jobs are available for them rather than rushing into something now and especially taking something a few weeks ago that would have been, you know, coming for 10 games. I think, you know, almost all managers will want full preseason, get started properly. So I think there is a lot of that. That said, um, I understand the frustrations, especially as, you know, we've already seen now Chelsea are a sort of shopping in the same kind of space as what Spurs are. And the impression we get is that, you know, they're moving pretty quickly. Obviously, they've already got the interim in. But this is complicated by the Pratici situation. You know, when the guy who's meant to be leading that search is banned from doing so, um, you're in a slightly sticky spot, especially as... We will get clarity on that in a couple of weeks, you know, whether his band is upheld. At that point, Spurs have to press on either with him or without him. But I can understand them thinking, well, you know, we might need to just 
park it a little bit for now and see what is happening because they could go down one route and then he's back in a couple of weeks, wants to go down another route and then there's that disconnect again. Uh, but those two weeks could be crucial because you know things might develop with other clubs and they're desperate to avoid the situation they had two years ago when it took 72 days and they ended up with about their 10th choice. Um, but sometimes it's out of your hands because they are in a position where they want an elite manager and those elite managers, as you say, are going to have options. So the chances are there'll be one or two who they want and can't get. And then it's just really making sure that they are focused, single-minded in getting the targets and selling the vi- a vision of the club. The slight problem they have is, obviously, you just, I mentioned, you know, Conte torching the building on his way out. You've got the Pratsy situation. The worry, and this is why the, what Conte did was so concerning to a lot of people at the club, is that some managers might look at the situation and say, there's too much going on there. I think I'm going to swerve it. Mm. Sandro, um, next appointment, do you think we should be aiming for this sort of elite class of manager like Conte was, you know, like, like Jose Mourinho was, or do you think we should look for someone more up and coming? And, and who would your sort of pick of who's available? Who would you plumb for? I think uh, it's supposed to have, have to think a lot uh, in, in now in this situation because he must take one young coach, young mentality, style of play, play from be- behind, uh, from the back, building everything in the older, older club, build the way under 20, under 15, build everything from, from zero, build everything. One big project for the manager. And trust in the uh, in the way, for me, is the solution for Tottenham. It's is like that. It's not just ah take a manager now. Ah, don't go uh, well next. You have to trust in the process. Trust in the process. You got Arsenal. You got what uh, Arteta is doing. Arsenal trust in the process. Uh, bring new mentality, new young guy. Bam, stay behind him. But just like I said before, bring uh, a style that Tottenham like it. You know, like to play football from behind. Like Brenda was saying, I I love Harry Knapp because we was. We don't stay back. We we go forward. We, you know, it's it's um, uh, a happy uh, when when the fans uh, it's coming for the stadium. They are excited because they knew uh, we couldn't show a a very good game. You know, it's not. I saw some games under Conte, and I said, guys, come on, man. No, no really come on man let's go let's play let's let's do movements let's be excited and like even even if you lose but you know i i'm talking about the style style of of the game uh, so and i think for tottenham needs to trust in someone that got this. I remember after Milan, we spoke briefly. You went to the game and uh, 
you were just like, nah, this is he's got to go. This is not Tottenham. We um when we were at the Lisbon game though, you did you put, said two things to me that I remember. Pedro Poro is really good. We have him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you also said Amorim is a good manager. I think you didn't know him from playing. So would Amorim be an option? You remember that. I could be a scout for Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, uh, for sure. It's this kind of, uh, of coach that I'm talking about. Uh, he's a young coach. He's doing very good. He got amazing uh, style. He controlled the, the change room. He, got, he talks nice. He's a clever guy. It's a manager like that. It's for me. I I go tomorrow to speak with him, uh, but it, it's it's not a lot that you have in the market. You don't have uh, many, so you have to start fast because some maybe he goes to another club if you don't. You know, because now football, I think, is change. I think this time uh, football is change. Football, it's becoming more uh, strategic, more, uh, yeah. I think it's it's a good time to Tottenham think next level. It's now. Charlie, who'd you, who'd you think it will be and who do you want it to be? It's really difficult at this point, um, so I think because <clears throat> I do think it will change potentially with the Pratichy situation. Um, you know, I know Nagelsmann has a lot of admirers, um, but that's not just at Tottenham; elsewhere as well. I, I think it's really hard um, as to who I'd want as well. Uh, I like the idea of Amarim, as Sandra says. He's been really impressed with him. Um, you know, we've seen him quite a lot in this country because they played Spurs in the Champions League and then Arsenal in the Europa League. Um, and he didn't lose any of those games. Uh, <laughs> three, three were draws, to be fair. But still, you know, you can spin it. I really like Thomas Frank. I've said this before. I think he's great. I know that um, a lot of people don't think he plays kind of Spurs enough football. Uh, I would say he did, you know, when he was in the championship with, with Brentford, they did play more expansively. I think the way he plays now is more to do with the kind of players he has relative to sort of the level of other teams around him. But when I watch Brentford, I just see a team that's so well coached. Um, you know, they all know exactly what they're doing. I think he's a great guy, great personality. Whenever I've been in his press conferences, been really impressed with the way he talks. Um, so, yeah, I think someone like him um, could do a really good job or, or deserve be, and we'll see on Saturday. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> up close. Hopefully he won't, you know, for Spurs' sake, won't do, um, won't do his, heart, his chances too much good in that game. <laughs> Charlie, but I don't want to, to tell here because uh, I work with the Zevi and uh, uh, I'm doing a lot of interviews because uh, everybody knows that I, I work with him. So uh, he starts to call me and say, Sandu, what do you think? What do you think? And guys... It's, it's just the manager that this Spurs needed is to be free. Really? I don't want... I said this uh, three years ago or, or more in the 
because when I, I had him in Italy, I remember that one manager was sacked at the Spurs. And I don't know, I, I follow some uh, Spurs page and I, I put the Zerbi names. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, nobody, nobody knows him because was, he was uh, at Sassuolo that, that time. And he, he was just starting at Sassuolo. So it's a kind of manager that Spurs needs to be, to be honest. It's because of the way he plays as well. The way he's, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's the best for me. He's the best manager I I had for for sure. It's I'm doing the badges to be a coach. I, before I, I play with, with the Zerbi, I was thinking already, but when I start to train with him, I say, now 100%, I want to be a coach. This makes sense for me. All of it makes sense. And uh, he opened, he opened the, the door for me as, as well at, at Brighton to, be, uh, to do the uh, stage, to do the... Internship, yeah. 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 And uh, in August, if everything goes well... In August, I will be there watching him, watching the games because oh, I want to learn from him. Because uh, for me, he he can get the top top level. Okay, Sandro sold me Deserby, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Deserby. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say get you know Pochettino back, but yeah, all the way. No, but Pochettino as well. But uh, like I said, I prefer uh, to trust in the young. Becoming, become because Deserbi, it's 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 hungry. Mm-hmm. He was hungry since I when I was with him. He was hungry. He comes to the training session. He's not he's not the the manager that will take a coffee. With will we arrive late on the field? No, he's the manager that we arrive first and will be there in the end of the. Not and every single day, it's not a manager that oh no no, I'm gonna take a tea today and don't watch the training. No, he's doing there the 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 details, the details. No. Sandro, do you think do you think he'd be interested in the job at Spurs though? He's got a pretty good thing going at Brighton at the moment. And yes, I think every single manager when when you you. You say Tottenham. Every every everybody wants to to get a trophy in uh, in his book, you know? uh, and it's it's big. It's amazing club, and of course he he gonna be uh, interesting for me. I think if if I was him, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But but he's doing very well. I think the world is. Is seeing him now. Everybody yeah. is watching. Mm. We'll put in a good word for Spurs next time. Because yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember actually when you were over for the for the Frankfurt game and you went to the Spurs training ground. You also went to the Brighton training ground. Was did he invite you then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was because because when I when he was my manager at Benevento, he said, "Oh, I would love to to become a manager in." In Premier League, that is my it's my dream. 
And uh, and when he just signed in, at Brighton, I, I sent him a text and I said, oh, you made it. <laughs> uh, well done. And and he said, no, Sandro, yes, come wherever, when you want, come to see a game, come to see me. And I say, yo, next day I was there. <laughs> Not <in hell. laughs> and uh, and I, I explained to him that I want to be a coach and I want to, because to be fair, he was the guy that made, made me think about more about football. And uh, he, for me, I have to follow him uh, because it's, it's the, the way that I trust. Well, Charlie, the, um, the decision for the manager uh, has to be the right one this time. And do you have faith that, that it will be made, that we will make the right decision, um, bearing in mind everything that's going on? With Baratici and Levy, it's suppose, a bit of a mess. I suppose, Mike, just building on from that, the question is who who's making the decisions <laughs> ultimately? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that that's the thing. I mean, it is Baratici who uh, was leading this managerial search. But, you know, he led the search that ended up with Nuno. Mm. And then for the next appointment of Antonio Conte, Levy basically just went ahead and did it himself. Um, that was very much a Conte appointment. It was nothing really to do with Paratici. So there's every chance Levy could pick someone he wants again as well, uh, whether Paratici is there or not. Do I have confidence that they'll get the right person? I mean, based on the last few, it's hard to see where that confidence would come from. I mean, You'd hope, I suppose, that lessons would have been learned and you'd think, well, surely after getting the previous three, two, you would say certainly wrong and one worked for a bit, you know, served the purpose, the kind of shock therapy got them top four last season. And Mourinho as well, I can sort of see the logic in some ways, even though it didn't work out. Nuno was just a complete aberration. Um yeah, may, maybe they're, you know, they're due a good one. Pochettino obviously was genius, though Van Gaal was the first choice back then, which is kind of often forgotten. And you think how different Spurs' mm. history could have been. I suspect he would have been more in the Mourinho-Conte kind of bracket. Um, so I don't know. I think, you, I think um, they're going to have to get this one right. But until they do, I don't think, you know, I don't think any confidence right now would be particularly well-placed given the last few appointments. Mm. And pa- Paratici, I mean, is there any chance we could see him cleared but lose his job anyway? Because, he's, I mean, yeah, the scandal, it's its just shocking to be honest. We've been dragged through the mud with this, right? Yeah, I think a lot of people would say, you know, as soon as what, you know, as soon as he got the ban from Italian football back in January, Spurs should have moved. And yeah, I, I think there's definitely a world in which he does get cleared but come the end of the season anyway they think right this isn't really working out mm. but we'll have to wait and see on that mm. guys guys let me uh ask a question for you guys now sure. uh what do you think about arsenal thing about the players that arsenal got mm. what do you can, think- I, can i just what, what i think is amazing on that sandro is i was at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in May of last year when Spurs won 3-0. And 
that went a long way towards them getting fourth ahead of Arsenal. Um, yeah. And at that time, I just find it amazing. You know, that's 11 months ago. And at that time, the message was very much, um, well, Spurs have got top four. Arsenal have bottled it. Spurs are going up. They could challenge for the title. Arsenal are doomed to a lifetime of Europa League. Was, was, I'm slightly exaggerating, but more or less was the message. Yeah. And we, as a footballing community, just got that so horrendously wrong which I think is interesting in itself. Um, the thing, I mean, Arsenal are doing something similar to what Spurs did under Pochettino. And bo- both clubs are, as much as they hate each other, they're very similar. You know, they're in that bracket. Yeah. They spend money, but they don't spend, you know, they're not backed by a nation state. They can't compete spending-wise with City, Chelsea, etc. But they're yeah. above most of the others. So they, have the, they are amongst a very small group of clubs that if they are clever and strategic then they have a chance we saw that with Spurs under Pochettino and we're seeing that now but what they've done is so different because to what Spurs have done the last few years Spurs went for Conte and again in May 2022 I think everyone was saying weren't Spurs clever you know they went and got the guaranteed win while Arsenal were kind of messing around with this young upstart and look at them Mm -hmm. they bottled it because they've got young players and a young manager but they really believed in him they really trusted in him and I think one of the key differences is the alignment at all levels of the club. When, when Arsenal make a signing, Arteta, Edu, all the people, they only do it if they all agree on it. What you've had at Spurs the last few seasons, look at that transfer window. Mm-hmm. Look, look at the wing-backs that were signed last year. You've got Ivan Perisic, a 33-year-old on big money comes in, Antonio Conte's man. Jed Spence comes in on the other side. Conte disowns him as a club signing before he's even officially joined the club. There's just this massive disconnect. And, you know... Yeah. strategically as well you've gone for these win now managers Conte Mourinho but not win now players mm. so it's all just kind of a bit of a mess strategically whereas what Arsenal have done very well is they've they've got a clear strategy they've backed the manager and they've been bold enough to say we're going to ride out some bad times because let's not forget Arsenal had some pretty dismal times under Arteta winter 2020 they lost five drew two of seven league games I don't think many Many big clubs, you're going to get a manager who survives that kind of run. They were a bit lucky because the games were played behind closed doors, so there weren't fans to say, get this guy out of our club. But they held their nerve. Um, and so I think there are, there are lessons to be learned um, from Arsenal, as, as, as galling as that might sound for Tottenham. But Arsenal did the same. They learned lessons from Pochettino Spurs. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, I think what they've done is taken that disappointment from last season... Um, bottled it and turned it into a positive and, and the mental strength to come back and do that, you have to pay credit to Arteta and his coaching team for because, um, you know, I, I guess the message at the end of that season was, remember what this feels like, don't let it happen again. And then they've added some quality to that squad in, in the yeah. summer window. And and, and, and and it's the old adage, if you if you buy well, you buy once. And Arsenal have bought well much as though it pains me to say it, their players fit the system. As Charlie said, top down, you can tell they're joined up. And, and, and Spurs just aren't like that. Um, I also think they've probably overpaid for a couple of players and, and, and stuck their neck out and paid more than <clears throat> we would for, for a couple of players and said, you know, actually, these are the players we want. And if it costs us an extra five to 10 million, we're going to buy them. Whereas I think we dither and, and dather and, and it ends up not happening. Leandro Trossard in January being... Yeah, being an example. Prime example. Yes, is 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 just I ask this just because what I I can I can say is 
because Arsenal trust in the process. Arsenal uh, bought not amazing players, not great, great players. Yeah. He just bought what Arteta was looking like. I need this player. I need my team. Oh, man, if I get this player, my, my team can improve. Trust in the process and the, and the, the owner stay behind. I'll say, yes, yes, this, okay, because don't cost a lot of money as well. Okay, okay, because Tottenham, to win or, or to, to be in, in this uh, next step, we don't have to fight against money. No, we have to fight against mental uh, training. This kind of, of, of guys that I'm, I'm, I'm saying, uh, Arteta, what he does is, was just training, was just uh, there. Uh, and Tottenham uh, bring Mourinho, Tottenham bring Conte, But this kind of managers, he, he needs a lot from top, top players. Mm-hmm. They're not going to teach. They're not going to teach the players how to arrive there. They, they have to have top, top players. In my opinion, uh, we, Tottenham, need to build, to build, like, build a project. It's just that. And uh, one first year, maybe boom, after we arrive. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fan base half the problem, though. Fans are so impatient, myself included. I mean, Pedro Porro had a nightmare of a debut, and immediately there's people going, waste of money, etc., etc. Yeah, 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 which is, no. you know, to me, is complete nonsense. No. But I think the expectation at the club is almost too high sometimes, and and I yeah, think yeah, yeah. that. that, but, that, but that Feel yeah. the team, you know. But who who knows football? Have to have, have to have. We I I can't I can't say uh, Pedro Porro it's a shit player. How can? Mm. I saw some guys on TV saying Pedro Porro is a shit player. Tim Sherwood, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tim Sherwood. How can? You you cannot judge judge one player in in and. One half and one game, on two games, um, it's crazy. Yeah. I think, and he was a, a footballer. And uh, we have to 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 understand to to know first. And after, <laughs> we're not gonna say, "Ah, oh, no, that's shit." Uh, blah blah blah. No, calm down, guys. Is the right is the right way? Okay, so calm down. Let's trust in the process. I think that the last manager we had that had that patience was was Pochettino. I think he's the only manager in the the Daniel Levy reign that has renewed his contract, which is telling, really. I mean, it's terrible, but it's also telling and that we got it right with him. Well, the thing is, Brent, the thing is, for, for my mind, and I'd love to know what Sandro and Charlie think on this, Poch improved players. He was a coach. Arteta is a coach. He improves yes. players. Yes. Conte, it's like a game of Subutio. And, I, you know, I've got this system. I need these players and I can win if it's this system. But yeah. I can only win if it's my players and my system. Yeah. Almost exactly. a sort of petulance. Jose, similar story. Didn't coach anyone. Didn't improve anyone. And, and 
a lot of the players, as, as you say, Sandro, that Arsenal have signed, people, if we were signing those players under Conte, people would be going, well, why have we signed? Why have we spent that on him? You know. Yeah, well, yeah, can, yeah. can you imagine if, if Antonio Conte was told uh, you your your only available striker is Eddie and Ketia? I, I hope that's cool, Antonio. He would lose his effing mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas sure. Arteta had to deal with that for however mm. long this season, and they beat mm. Tottenham at Spurs with him as their only striker. They beat Man United. Like you're going to be dealt that hand. And Pochettino was always amazing at when players would be out. Uh, and, you know, he'd say, it's OK. You know, we've got players coming in. Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool, that famous 4-0 game against Barca, they were missing two out of their three forwards, the Salah, Mane, Firmino. I think it was only Mane who played that game. And you just find ways somehow. You know, it was Origi was the hero that day. Sorry to mention him. I know uh, <laughs> bad vibes. But, um, yeah, like you're going to have times where you don't have all your players or whatever and you have to find solutions. And... Uh, that is what the best managers do, and, and Potter. Charlie, Charlie, sorry, but that's what I was talking about. Because when you got uh, an organization on your club, you have uh, the under twenty guys uh, flying. You got, uh, you buy, you buy, uh, you go to South America and buy the players under eighteen. Martinelli, under, something like that. You you buy already. You have a lot of guys. Uh, around the world, just seeing the players, both first, you have don't think uh, for tomorrow, think for three years. You have to to have that, you know. And after the player is there, ah, but got injured. No, this guy's he's ready, he's yeah. ready, you know. And you have you have uh, you don't, oh my god, panic yourself because one player doesn't can no no you're done when you are oh ah it's done this guy injury like uh, for example uh uh Rod rodriguez rodrigo uh, that got injury so now it's oh my goodness like on my time as well when i got injury bam what uh, bam they uh like you was saying the team can't uh, the replacement have to have the same, the same or even better. And so much of that is, you know, having a system and a structure that you're really uh, familiar with, you know, and that's what the best, you know, you see that with Guardiola as well. And I know Guardiola City, different stratosphere and limited money, whatever, but they are able to, you know, Foden and Harlan go out the team. They still are able to beat Liverpool 4-1. And look, City might feel like they're operating in a different galaxy, but that that's sort of the standard that you have to try at least to reach. And yes, obviously, having a load of money really, really helps. I'm not <laughs> pretending that isn't the case. Of course it is. But you also don't win titles, even if you're Man City. We've seen that without a manager who has a really set structure. And that's where Liverpool at their best were as well, that you have that. That means if you do miss, if a couple of players are injured, you can slot in other players who on paper don't seem as good, but all of a sudden they're elevated. And that's what Pochettino did so well too. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So I'm wary, Sandra, that you said you need to run off in about 10 minutes. So I did have a section on the ownership and leave. I think we'll skip that. Let's keep it positive. <laughs> so let's finish <laughs> on, a, on a nice positive note. Uh, we'll go around the room. Uh, start with you, Charlie. Your, your fondest memory of Sandro as a Spurs player. Well, it's, 
unfortunately, the day didn't work out so well for Spurs, but it's that goal against Chelsea uh, in 2011, it must have been, uh, towards the end of that season. And it got overshadowed because there was then a kind of goal that wasn't for Chelsea and all of that. But you know the goal I'm talking about. And it was, of course, uh, man. Yeah, my it face. was some my strike. <laughs> you, ne- you never forgot the first one. <laughs> oh man to do it at Stanford Bridge as well you knew then you're a the kind of hero for life wow man when I saw when I saw the ball goes and I I think ah oh, he's in he's in <laughs> and the the funny history is about the celebration man <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harry Knapp so funny Lampa. Lampa, be careful. Be careful with Lampa, Sandro. And I said, Harry, no, man. <laughs> yeah. He was telling you to get to worry back about saying, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was worrying about uh, Lampa. No, son, stay close to Lampa. Don't go. Don't go. <laughs> uh, he's crazy. <laughs> I that was such a goal. good team. Yeah. That Spurs team. Because that, that was the quarterfinal of the Champions League that season as well. Wasn't yeah. It? So it was, yeah. Yeah. yeah, amazing campaign. Yeah, that was the um, for me is the the two performances uh, against against Milan in the, in the Champions League, the, the home tie especially as well. Just you were immense in, in both those ties, and you were man, yeah. deservedly man of the match. I think in both of the ties, or at least certainly the the no, away the, tie that, that the second, got the goal. Goal. second one. Yeah, I guess yeah. was these two games for me was yeah amazing, but my memory. It's it's when the uh, my first game at San Siro, Champions League uh, game, and uh, I come in to the pitch was playing uh, uh, Guns N' Roses, rain yes. in the warm up, you know, and like it was it's like a dream, you know, like <laughs> and the San Siro, it's amazing, like. I was 21, 21, my friend. And I was, whoa, amazing. My first, my first game, yeah, in the Champions League. Call up your, your Sanjo moment. Well, I'm a fan of a worldie. So Manchester United, absolute rocket. Yeah. <laughs> absolute rocket it made me very happy that day Sandro when, yeah. when, when, you, when you hit it when you hit a ball like that you must know it's in as soon as it's come off your foot surely yeah 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 sure and I was when I was in Brazil because I signed before uh, like six months I signed before because I was playing Libertadores and I start to think about Tottenham because I was a Tottenham player and I was dreaming, my friend, start dreaming. I was start dreaming uh, about my my first goal uh, in uh, White Hack Lane. Not away, not the Chelsea <laughs> one, but at home. And, uh, and uh, this goal, it was more beautiful than it was in my dream. <laughs> What a goal! Yeah. And White Hart Lane, what a place! What a place! That that stadium was special, wasn't it? It was just yeah, yeah, it was amazing. What did you think of the new stadium, Sandro? You've been back, I know now, and it's it's very different, isn't it? Yes, but mm, Brendan, it's I want to live there. It's so nice, man. 
when mm. I came, like, wow, I say, what a change, what a change. It's beautiful. Yeah. Now we just have to, to win trophies, my friend. We have everything. We need a manager to do that. So you, when, when you finish your badges, do you think you'll, you'll start sort of in the lower leagues in Portugal? Or what's, what do you think the trajectory will be once you get there? Because there's a big discussion here in Brazil and in general uh, with journalists. I think we spoke yesterday about Tim Vickery, who mm. I saw in Rio a couple of weeks ago. The Brazilian managers, they, they don't really get the success in Europe, there's not. I mean, Scolari, I think, was the, the last one to, to play in, 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 to, in the UK. Sandro, so, going to do it. Sandro, we need you, Sandro. We need you. You are looking first, first one. But, also, uh, but I, I will knock uh, Daniel Liv door. And I, I want to I want to start from uh, low level, like academy. I want to understand i want to take time uh, but i want to take a, a, a academic first and after just to to see just to try but yes i would love to to have a uh, a place at tottenham we start there in the youngers and after wait for for the the manage get sacked and i, I mean <laughs> 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 it does. I remember also when we first met in Setubal, you said that when you're Spurs manager, that you'll give me a job. So I'm holding you to it. What I do, I don't know. I mean, Conte's brother did the camera. I, I, he does the you camera. Pour a good beer, bro. You pour a good beer. Yeah, yeah I, could do, I could pour. No, the players don't like tea, but I could do the tea? camera stuff. That ah. <laughs> 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 yeah, but. Oh, my mentality, my my way of what I want is it starts from like uh, low, like uh, young guys helping very slowly. Because mm. some guys, uh, the wow, oh, no, no, I want to go, uh, I I can go to the top. Uh, starts to uh, training uh, like Serie A team or second division. No, I want to learn very careful. Hmm. Before we wrap up, there's a couple of listener questions. We've got a couple of minutes left. Uh, Luke Taylor, I'll go, I'll go to you, Charlie, with this one. Is the director of football role at Spurs one that works well for us? They seem to coincide with periods of turmoil, but often long-term produce our best players. I think it's just the way football is. Now. You do need someone in that kind of role. Um, with the expertise I just think like I said before I think it's yes it's about the individual but it's also about having that alignment um, having you know him having the freedom to build his own team and look Levy has given Paratici a lot of freedom relative to what you know he's typically done before Paratici has built his own team he's got a few people uh, people he appointed last summer so I think the model's fine and it's what most clubs do it's just about having making sure you're completely aligned from top to bottom, it's easier said than done. But you just have to have that conviction in what you're doing. Mm. Um, here's a question um, for both of you, really. If if we get absolutely done by Brighton at the weekend, uh, and I mean, like, you know, <laughs> nice positive ones, <laughs> yeah, yeah, positive vibes. Um, if we if we get done by Brighton, 
is there any chance we could see um, a different interim manager brought in? Or if the next two games go bad, say? Because you've got to bear in mind, you know, the crowd, it's going to turn ugly. If Spurs, if Spurs turn up and play like they did, um, you know, at Southampton <laughs> last week, it's going to get ugly, isn't it? I wouldn't. I mean, I don't think it would happen necessarily, or certainly not that quickly after a couple of games. But I wouldn't. This season of all seasons, I wouldn't rule it out at some point because it's just been such a crazy season across the board with managerial changes. You know, way more than they've ever been before. You've got Chelsea, mm. even under Abramovich. I don't think they ever sacked two managers in a season. You're just seeing teams. You know, once the fans turn, it's really, really difficult, and fans are turning probably quicker than ever. I mean, I don't think the fans will get on Stellini, first of all. I think, you know, their eye will be directed elsewhere, higher up mm. than him. But yeah, I've definitely had that thought as well, that if things do were to go badly with these two home games, then yeah, there might be uh, there might be calls for another change, which seems crazy, but that is kind of modern football. We could definitely do with you in centre or midfield um, yeah. the weekend, Sandro. So I miss it, man. I, <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> I think we have to st- stick with the with with the manager this ten yeah. ten games because, it, like Charlie said, it's it's done, man. This year, you have to to start think. Of course, next year. What kind of coach? What mm. coach? He starts to talk. Blah 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 blah. But to sack? Mm, no. I I understand. I just think with what is it? The difference between being in Europa League, Conference League, even in the Champions League, probably about forty million quid. You know, yeah. that's a big motivator. Um, yeah. But we shall we shall see. We shall see. Yeah. Well, let's let wrap up there. We've not been an hour, Sandra. I know you need to get on. Uh, Sandro, thank you so much for joining. Thank you, guys. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Charlie, great to have you on first time. Well, and I hope to have you back again soon, if that's all right. Yeah, thanks so much. And thank you, Sandro. That was great. Thanks, Charlie. Well done for the baby. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Just one thing. Did you want to mention this quickly, Sandro, the, uh, the friendly international uh, Spurs international charity that you're doing in May? Yes, of course. Everybody must be in like... <laughs> Saying boost, it's gonna be. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm taking uh, serious, huh? This game, I'm preparing myself. Uh, it's it's to help uh, Dux Duxy charity for his dad, I think. Uh, and yes, everybody there to watch a nice game, just come, huh? Yeah. What a player! Look. Yeah, the players, players look amazing. What a lineup! It's amazing. Vandeva, Ledley, wow. <laughs> Top guys, we'll be amazing. Harry in the dugout. We're going to stick the, the flyer on our, our Twitter page and Instagram and Facebook page for anyone that's interested in that. It's, it is in May. Uh, the flyer is very small here, but the details will be put up on our socials. Um, those who, who um, are into the Spurs pods, Charlie, View from the Lane is an incredible Spurs pod. I'm sure everyone knows about it, but for those who may not have heard about View from the Lane, do you want to mention it quickly? Yeah, so it's twice a week from, it's the Athletics uh, Spurs podcast hosted by Danny Kelly, who some of you may know from his radio work. He's an amazing host. And then it's me and Jack, who uh, are the club correspondents, and James Moore, 
who's one of our editors and is a big Spurs fan. So he provides the kind of, uh, yeah, the sort of angry Spurs nurse. We try and sort of be more, <laughs> a bit more measured, uh, which, you know, sometimes, sometimes we're on a bit of a hiding to nothing trying to do that. But yeah, it's really good fun. And uh, yeah, I think hopefully provides a good balance of kind of our Reporter heads and then Danny and James, who are extremely knowledgeable and extremely passionate as well. Mm. Yeah, it's an excellent podcast. So, View from the Lane, do check that out. Caller, thanks for joining, mate. I think I'm going to make my way down to Bishop Stortford in May to go see Sandra and Co. Mm. Uh, that's good. Uh, yeah, I might come down. Um, look, cool. pleasure as ever. Um, on with two fantastic guests, um, and of course, yourself, Brendan. So <laughs> oh, it is always yeah. a pleasure. I mean, we only speak about three times or four times a day, so <laughs> can't get to your face. Yeah. And all for a good cause as well. So uh, do uh, please, if you can, just donate the cost of a coffee uh, yeah. to help the Favela Food Fund, which is our charity over Easter. We've already made our donation, and we will we'll double whatever is donated as well. Uh, and do check us out on the socials. Subscribe to your podcast provider. And as ever, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Yes. Vamos. Vamos. Vamos, Spurs. Yes. Sports Social Podcast Network.